This is OPI Talk, the voice of the business products industry. Hello, everybody, and welcome to another episode of OPI Talk with me, Andy Braithwaite. And as we head towards the end of 2022, we're going to do something similar to last year by taking a quick look back at some of the highlights and key stories over the past 12 months, and then try and predict what might be in store for the business products industry in 2023. And to do that, I'm delighted to be joined today by OPI CEO Steve Hilliard. Morning, Steve. Good to see you. Andy, good morning. Thank you for inviting me back to do this once again. No problem at all. A pleasure. Just to start with, Steve, how, how would you sum up 2022 in terms of the, the global business products industry? Uh, chaotic would be maybe the <laughs> best word to describe it. I think, you know, all of us look back on um, the you know, latter half of 20, uh, 2021 and the, the, you know, the COVID pandemic era and, you know, sort of how challenging that was for our industry. Um, and I think when we came into 2022, we all thought, you know, the, the light was at the end of the tunnel. And of course, yes, there were challenges that we were dealing with, hybrid working or flexible working and, you know, other issues. Um, but then it all went a bit um, a bit pear-shaped, as we say in the UK, you know, with the uh, the war in Ukraine and many, many other factors sort of overlaying one on top of the other. And um, to be honest with you, people I talk to in the industry um, are actually referring to this as being an even more challenging period than the, than the COVID period. And certainly seasoned executives that uh, I have the pleasure to meet with frequently I've certainly never seen a year like this in terms of the complexity and uh, sheer number of um, challenges and headwinds that we're having to face as an industry. So, yeah, chaos would be um, how I would describe 2022. No, I certainly wouldn't dis- disagree with that. I think at the end of last year, yeah, we were all expecting or hoping that the, the impact of, of COVID would wane and then supply chains would get back to, to some kind of normality and it hasn't, hasn't uh, quite worked out. Like that, I guess the you know, the Russian invasion of, of Ukraine certainly that's contributed to these you know, skyrocketing energy prices and, and supply chain issues. I, thought, I was listening to HP CEO Enrique Lores the other the other day, and he was talking about just something like how how their supply chain has been impacted by not being able to send their their goods via via, via train through that the rail freight route right, through, yeah. through Russia of sanctions there so stuff like that and then obviously this high inflationary environment that, that we've got at the moment and then covid in china recently causing production stoppages there and supply chain disruption so i guess instead of we were optimistically hoping for things things to improve it feels like we're kind of lurching from one crisis to another and apologies if that does sound a little bit bit negative but i guess that's the the reality of the, and of, of, the, course, of the current climate. And of course, we've got um, a recession in many parts of the uh, globe uh, to look forward to for next yeah. year, albeit hopefully one that they predict will be fairly short-lived. But uh, you know, let's hope they're right. Yeah. So I've had a quick look back at some of the, the top stories from, from the past 12 months, scrolling through the, the online archive on the on OPI.net. I think it's almost 700 stories to to choose from there. Since, uh, you have been a busy boy. The year. <laughs> so I picked, uh, picked out a few. I, I, starting on, on something of a, a sad note, we're recording this just a few days after the, the sad news about Jennifer Smith from 
innovative office solutions in the in the US passing away. And I know you knew her quite well, didn't you, Steve? Um, I, I knew her fairly well. I wouldn't say very, very well. I, mean, I met her on many, many occasions. Um, last time I was with her was actually back at the City of Hope uh, tour back in uh, March time in California. I guess the biggest memory I have of her was um, she she hosted and entertained me at their uh, facility, the furniture facility in uh, downtown Minneapolis. I think it might have been 2019 and I'd been aware of, of Jennifer, I'd met her a few times and aware of her reputation as a le- business leader. Um, but that, um, that that tour around the facility and the, and the way in which she described her company and the the energy that went into their business and just the way she led, you know, really left a mark on me. I, I was very, very impressed. Um, and I've met, as you know, you know, hundreds and hundreds of, uh, of dealer uh, CEOs, managing directors over the years, uh, but she definitely stood out. So, you know, it's a huge loss, of course, you know, sincere condolences go out to to Brooks, mm, her husband and, and, and children, and their entire family, uh, and of course the colleagues as well, who I'm sure are, you know, desperately uh, sad as yeah. well. And uh, yeah, she certainly left a mark on on many people. Mm. So yeah, rest in peace, Jennifer. Um, yeah. But um, yeah, yeah. S- sadly, I guess she's not. Um, she she was not the only person we lost last year. Um, you know, Erwin Helford, of course, was uh, taken from us back in um, mm. back in the late summer. Um, uh, an inspirational figure for for many many in the industry um you know i did have the opportunity to meet him on multiple occasions and uh, just a wonderful wonderful fella so uh yeah we're, we're gonna miss him mike foster you know yeah. lost, lost mike as well yeah. there aren't many people listening to this podcast in america that will uh, that haven't had a chance to have a drink with with mike and uh we all have fond fond, fond tales um you know, and uh, a common theme, I think, amongst uh, a lot, all of those people so far and many others that we've lost this year is, uh, of course, has been cancer. And I know that there are a couple of individuals close to me in the UK at the moment, which uh, in the industry who are you know, battling cancer. And I won't name them, but uh, many people know who they are and our thoughts and mm. support go, go, go out to them. So, yeah, of yeah, course. Yeah. That's, um, Perhaps a, a poignant moment to mention the efforts that the, the business products industry makes, certainly in the UK and in the US. Uh, in the battle against cancer, I think of the City of Hope and, and the Climb of Life, for example. And obviously, these are things that OPI has been very much involved in over the years. I think in no small part to your own fundraising efforts, Steve. And uh, you were actually inducted into the City of Hope Hall of Fame earlier this year. So congratulations on, on that recognition. Thank you. Yes, I, I was. Um, yeah, absolutely. One of the proudest moments of, of my career, really. Um to be able to, you know, to be able to serve uh, the City of Hope actually for, I think it's 22 years now, I've been on a member of the um, Executive Committee for the National Business Products Council. Um, you know, it's been a, been a pleasure and, a, and an honour to, to um, you know, to, to play a part in what has been an in, incredible industry-wide uh, initiative for uh, for so many years. I mean, over over a quarter of a billion US dollars have been raised in, uh, in the US mm. by our industry, um, single biggest industry, you know, fundraising group for for the city of Hope, and then as you say, closer to home, you know, we've been invi- involved with the climb of life now for I think um, about twelve years. Um, quite often, the number one fundraiser. We weren't able to raise quite so much this year, but uh, we'll be back with a vengeance um, the ne- next year for sure. Um, yeah, and we we just love doing it because it's uh, it's um, 
it's good to give something back. I just wish there were, mm. you know, I just wish there mm. were more opportunities uh, to get to, to get the broader industry involved in in the UK, like the uh, like, like we do in the US. But you know, Andy, um, our industry has a great record of philanthropy, giving back. You know, if I think um, say further afield from where we are now, down to Australia, you know, the Australian Office Products Charitable Fund is another great example of. An industry coming together. They've done that for uh, for quite some time. Um, uh, my good friend John Donaghy is the chairman of that particular uh, charitable endeavour, and they just announced just recently another a tremendous sum. I think fifty thousand Australian dollars raised for for charitable causes down under. So well done to uh, to, to Jack, to Adam, Belinda, the, you know, the rest of the folks on that um, on that committee. Uh, yeah, back home in the UK, you know, we keep hearing about the cost of living crisis. There's one charity here. I mentioned it earlier, the Boss Business Supplies Charity. They do a tremendous amount of work helping individuals that work in our industry or families of those that have worked in our industry that have fallen on hard times. And I think their services are going to be called upon quite a bit next year. And they stepped up to the plate this year and are about to announce a, a scheme which will add substantial uh, funds and support to those in need. So I'll, I'll say no more on that. You'll uh, hear more about that in uh, in the new year but so uh, yeah uh, amazing work that we do as an industry and if i've missed anyone of course uh, apologies but uh, well done to all those that you know, do give back to our community to our industry now turning to to some of the other stories that i have picked out from from 2022 i, I think it's certainly for, for me as sort of, i forget that this time last year we were still in the, in the throes of, of covid in, in europe and that that went into the went into the new year and the events industry was was severely hit and for your paperboard in frankfurt being a, a prime example which had to be cancelled almost literally at the, at the last minute certainly in terms of trade show organizing uh, cancelling it two weeks before is is the last minute that's led to to the whole show being being axed as a, as a standalone trade show and now it's being morphed into messer frankfurt's ambiente show in february so we'll have to see how that pans out in terms of the business product industry and how that is able to attract exhibitors and visitors to the show in all honesty looking at the the exhibitor list as it stands now it, it's fairly sparse and that's both on the the office product side and to to an extent on the on the the reman expo side for the uh, for the aftermarket consumables so I, I guess yeah we'll have to see how, how that develops and whether that's uh, in terms of relevancy, if that's uh, something something that's going to remain going forward, though I guess everybody listening to this probably knows that, that Paper World was was declining anyway in terms of its relevancy to the market, and certainly with in terms of the A brands certainly hadn't been attending for for several years anyway. Yeah, sure. Um, you know, we we have a good relationship with Messer Frankfurt over yeah. the years, and uh, while we have. A t- we have I'm not it, we trying have to a, knock them down, but uh, no, we yeah, have at so, times been critical yeah. of, of paper. Yeah. We have been critical of paper world. At the same time, we've been supportive of it. But you know, uh, some some things are just are what they are. And um, if you look at the consolidation of our industry over the last sort of couple of decades, you know, it was sort of inevitable that uh, something had to happen. And maybe you know, COVID was a blessing, and then it put paper world out of its misery. I'd like to think that the industry would give this, um, you know, show within a show thing, this ambiente. A, a try, but of course it's a difficult time, as we just said, with uh, 
you know, a recession coming, uh, inflation being being the way it is, um, I suspect there's a lot of people that are thinking, well, let's see what the show looks like. But of course, you know, everyone needs to, if everyone takes that view, then um, it, it won't it won't get any traction and it won't it won't last. So yeah, we'll be there. We'll 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 pop over and we'll see. And we we wish them well. But um, mm. yeah, it's 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 going to be a challenge for them um, to to really get back to anything like the sort of engagement they had yeah. with with this industry. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Turning to a, another story that relates to the invasion of, of Ukraine that we mentioned earlier on. Uh, picking out what one story I think is directly linked linked to that that relates to paper production consolidation in Europe. Silvamo, the the old international paper 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 business, sold its Russian operations, which were extremely large and extremely profitable, and that put its European production balance totally out, out of kilter. Luckily, at the same time, Store Enzo was looking to sell sell its its paper mill in Europe. So I think that was a possibly a, a match made in heaven on that acquisition, and that gives Silvamo that multi copy brand, which is very very successful in the European market. Remember it well. We used to sell uh, container loads of that stuff back in <laughs> yeah, the eighties. Yeah, yeah. yeah, just to call out to paper manufacturers in general. I think they when you look at some of the financial results from this year, they are they are standout ones. I mean, they've had a fantastic year. A lot of them have been talking about record years, uh, even for their for their paper operations. Not not uh, not necessarily just talking about their packaging businesses, which they've been diversifying into. But paper has a, had a great year for for the certainly on the on the on the manufacturer side. I'm not sure if it's been such an easy year for the uh, for the resellers uh, in terms of of pricing for them and uh, and supply, but uh, well, you, you you say that, Andy. The number number of conversations I've had with, uh, with with people, you know, I've been around dinner tables. And we've had paper manufacturers sitting there with some of their big reseller customers, and you know, over joking over a few beers, people start talking about price increases. And you know, I've heard resellers mention them all on one occasion. Quite frankly, it doesn't matter what you put the price up to if you can't supply me any bloody paper. It's uh, the conversation <laughs> somewhat irrelevant. Um, yeah. So yeah, mm. it's it's a yeah it's a strange um, but a strange time. Yeah. And then third story, over in, in the US, we've had the continuing saga of the ODP Corporation and what was going to happen to that. I think this time last year, I predicted that the Office Depot and Staples retail chains would merge sometime in 2022. So obviously, I, I got that one totally wrong. You know, ODP rejected the, the buyout offers and decided it was it was better to, to plough its own furrow as four separate business units. Um, you can read more about that in the, the latest issue of OPR magazine. Quick quick plug for that. Uh, but that kind of took me by surprise. And then you know, we'll see how, we'll see what uh, what happens with them going forward. Yeah, I haven't got much more to add to that really, Andy. You've, you've, you've covered that whole situation, um, you know, uh, brilliantly editorially. Um, yeah, let's let's kind of see where it goes. It's it's good that we're starting to get a bit bit of visibility on, you know, Varus and 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 Vaya, you know, um, what those two particular divisions are going to be like. And you know, I'm intrigued. You know, we've uh, we've spent a lot of time this year, as uh, readers will know, talking about marketplaces, uh, particularly mm-hmm. in Europe. Um, it will be interesting to see how the initiative that uh, that Office Depot have in in the US sort of pans out. So yeah, I guess uh, watch this space. But it looks like we're getting some visibility now. Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Any other highlights from the 2022 news that you would pick out, Steve? Yeah, well, I guess um, 
if I kind of look through our website, um, there's a couple of sort of groups of things sort of stood out, and we've spoken many, many times before, Andy, uh, about you know M and A activity, and um, you know, every year, year we predict there's going to be you know more M and A activity the following year, and uh, lo and behold, yes, there was uh, this year. You know, I mean, a, a few sort of standout ones, I guess, would be uh, Lyrico's. Uh, pending acquisition of the uh, Danish online reseller Lomax, uh, you know, superb business in, in in Denmark, and I think that's an interesting, uh, interesting play for Lyrico, who you know have not been known for their sort of you know online, maybe want to call it B to C type prowess. So, be interesting to see how that goes if if and when the uh, deal is consummated. Um, and then of course, just just a few weeks ago, I think was it uh, Commercial del Sur. Uh, bought Carlin. Uh, that's a business that um, I got to know maybe a decade or mm. so ago. Went out to Madrid a few times and met with their uh, the then owner. Yeah, a, a very very Spanish business with quite a unique uh, unique business model. But uh, it'll be interesting to see what the uh, uh, the, the new owners uh, make make with that one. And then on the tech side as well, you know, we've even seen M&A activity in the technology solutions side of things with uh, our good friends at ES Tech uh, Group mm. here in the UK and North America being snapped up by uh, our other good friends at ECI. Um, and I've got the pleasure actually of interviewing those guys next week for our uh, new UK publication, which maybe you'll let me plug a little bit later. And then other news really, you know, I guess um, besides the... Uh, Maybe shock news that Steve Howarth's leaving Evo this week. You know, we saw some some closures in North uh, Northern Europe, Staples, Germany, Office Center. You know, so the the future for um, I guess office supplies, if you want to call it that, superstore retailing is pretty much yeah. now firmly in the hands of the French because um, pretty much else has screwed it up. Um, it's funny we call it, we talk about the French French exception, but uh, I, I was at the Adveo annual show re- recently. Um, you know, hundreds of members that they have that still have 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 retail outlets and add, add into that Bureau Valley and the you know, Alcor buying Office Depot stores and you've got various other other brands there. So it's quite incredible. They've it's almost like a bubble. Yeah. Uh, Office supplies retailers in France to an extent. Spain. You mentioned Carlin. They've they've got a lot of uh, small stores in in Spain so there's 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 a few markets there it's Italy again with with Buffetti and and the like so, so that uh, French and, and southern Europe seem seem to seem to be resisting yeah. I, I guess the the online surge and then we're seeing in northern Europe that uh, sort of high street retail and office supplies retail has been been pretty much decimated in in a lot of markets well, I had um, I had dinner mm. last night with uh, Kip Ross Kipriano the group chief, chief executive of Theopathetis retail group which of course owns um Owns Ryman, you know, they lost their uh, lost their Ryman MD Peter Burks earlier this year. Um, you know, and uh, we we you know, spent quite a bit of time talking about the um, the stationary market as it relates to you know, the, their business model, which is uh, predominantly um, high street retail. Uh, you know, and I won't share any uh, any confidences, but uh, yeah, they've uh, like like all of us, they've they've got some tweaking to do to their business model because uh, yeah, it's, it's just been affected by. Uh, all of the other sort of macroeconomic things that you've um, you've spoken to, um, I guess this positively though, um, you know we've got the we've got the Spicers name back in the UK, um, mm-hmm. and being a former Spicers customer in the 80s, um, that was very sad to see that name disappear back in 2020, the early part of the pandemic. So um, glad to see that back. I didn't think there was any any doubt that that would happen. So uh, that's good. And then um, I guess over in America, we're seeing the. Uh, Beginnings now of this U.S. sort of dealer delivery network. Can I be very interested to follow your 
coverage mm. of that particular subject next year. Hopefully, they'll they'll share some of the early results with yeah. us. Yeah, sure. Okay, let's polish our, our crystal balls and look ahead to to twenty. 20- 23 you stole my thunder about the the news of of workplace 360 the the new opi publication uh, c- coming out very shortly so yeah tell us a little bit more about that steve okay so we're a, we're a british company you know i'm a boss award boss achievement award winner uh, as you said we're involved in the climb of life uh, fundraising with the ride of life society of old friends you know i'm the treasurer um uh, my wife is um, in the business and she's the vice chair of the Boss Business Suppliers Charity. Half of our company are, you know, livery, liverymen at this worshipful company of stationers and newspaper makers. We're absolutely ingrained into the fabric of the industry in the UK. We've got no business here. This is kind of ridiculous. We're <laughs> jetting about all over the place and then right on our doorstep, you know, there's a, there's a market that we haven't really tapped to save for sell a few, a few conference tickets. So, we had a lot of encouragement through COVID to um, to take a look at the UK market, and um, you know we didn't want to do another Me Too sort of product, but we did identify that we thought there was a massive gap in helping the industry, not just the dealers, but the whole industry, really capitalise on this shift that we've seen away from business supplies. It's gone from office supplies to business supplies. Now the word that everyone is using, Raja, Evo, they're all talking about uh, Lyrico, they're all talking about workplace supplies, services, solutions, but workplace is the, is, is the key one. And as you know, the Americans in particular, uh, as a dealer community, are, are further ahead in terms of embracing some of those opportunities. And we wanted to bring some of that um, some of that energy, uh, some of the insight that we've got with um, our independent dealer uh, specific publication in North America to the UK market and uh, try and take people on a journey. Uh, our tagline is business supplies and beyond. You know, we're not we're not forgetting the pens and pencils and other products, traditional products that have made our industry you know great and, um, and kept us all gainfully employed for so many years. But, you know, there does need to be a, a diversification and expansion into other areas. And so we're going to bring some of that, you know, amazing um, talent that we have on the OPI team over 200 years of uh, publishing experience just in the office supply sector. Uh, going to bring that to bear on uh, on the UK market and uh, have a, you know, have a product which is very, very focused on specific UK issues, but also, like I say, taking the industry on a journey. And I have to say, having done something like 70 sales pitches now with um, with Chris, our head of media sales, um, the response has been quite frankly phenomenal. And um, yeah, really, really looking forward to uh, seeing the first issue. So look out for that. That will be out in uh, January towards the end of the month. And uh, we've got a great, great program lined up for next year. So you'll be hearing a lot more about that. And actually, you'll be seeing hopefully the website on Monday. Uh, actually, this is going to be recorded. So the website will be live by the time you're listening to this uh, this <laughs> podcast. And a social media campaign will, will kick off uh, before Christmas. So, yeah, exciting times. Okay. So, sounds like you're going to be busy at the, the beginning of 2023. Obviously, a couple of other events in Europe as well for, for OPI with the uh, partnership, the European Awards, and then the, a European Forum to, to, to run as well. Well, we hope so. You know, um, as, as you know, Andy, um, a lot of our business um, profitability is uh, tied into events. So, uh, we took a bit of a kicking in uh, 2020 and uh, to some extent 21. We did manage to uh, to get back to holding a global forum uh, this year and and a uh, and a partnership event. Hopefully next year we'll be we'll run the events that we want to run. 
you know, on, on time, on schedule, without having to keep uh, re re uh, rearranging dates. It's quite quite disruptive. And partnership, as you mentioned, is um, is also the home of our European Office Products Awards. And I had a quick review of some of the entries actually over the weekend, and uh, really excited about some of that uh, and some of the initiatives that I'm seeing in the industry. Um, and partnership, um, you know, for people that are not familiar with it, it's our sort of top to top CEO forum where we bring together leading resellers and uh, and manufacturers and certainly what we're seeing there is that on the reseller side it's just a, such a you know broad diverse um, audience that we have now you know i've mentioned marketplaces already today uh, we've got a number of uh, of businesses that you know the, the vendors in particular need to be keeping a close eye on because they are um, you know going to be making waves into our sector we're seeing fragmentation again you know so yeah, it's um, exciting time and a, and a forum in um, in Amsterdam as well in May to to, to come. So uh, what I what I should mention though, not you know stop plugging our events, but I want to plug um, uh, another initiative, uh, and that is in Australia the um, Office Brands Office Choice, as you'll know, are combining their two uh, events and I guess pretty much doing what um, IS Group and Trimega did a few years ago before they merged and put aside their competitive differences and organised the epic uh, you know, combined trade show, mm. which uh, was a precursor, I guess, to what we have now with Industry Week. And, <laughs> you know, the Aussies mm. are, uh, are following the lead and uh, I'd love to say I'll be down there, but I'm really not sure that uh, um, I'll be able to afford the time or the costs, but uh, we'll, we'll see, how, see how we go. Um, and yeah. uh obviously industry week was a precursor to the the groups actually merging as well i don't want to <laughs> suggest that they are that's what's going to happen in australia but you never know yeah good call i didn't <laughs> want to venture down that path uh, but um yeah i mean it's um i think both groups if they were being honest would probably say that the size of that market can't really sustain um sustain two groups you know we've seen recent activity in, in canada you know similar sorts of uh, mm. similar sorts of reasons with the canadian dealer groups merging so uh you know this kind of brings me on to subject which i'm sure will get airtime in the uk and that is you know do we need five dealer groups in the uk do we need you know the office power and nectar platforms on top of that so they, obviously they're, they're not dealer mm. groups but when you look at entities of um of dealers you've got you've got seven of them then you start thinking about you know okay they're all going to run an event and then ot group are going to have an event i'm told um in in the summer and you've got the uh, evo live vow amplify event taking place in january and then maybe our uh, and maybe not so good friends now dealer support will have their event possibly and then you're going to have um, the various charity events i mean it's just we're o over evented so uh, mm. i'd like to be part of um, an initiative and maybe you know our uh, our folks at boss might want to pick up the phone and have a chat about you know how do we how do we aggregate the industry in the in the uk mm. um, and have one or two events only yeah Certainly, something that's had some success over over the other side of the Atlantic in the in the US, but not not replicated as yet in, in the UK. No. Mm. Okay, good some some good material there for for Workplace Three Hundred and Sixty by the sounds of it. Yeah, so it must be time, Andy, so. for for some of your um, crazy predictions. As you say, you completely screwed up last year, so maybe you'll have better better time <laughs> times this year. Um, I, I guess it kind of follows on from what happened with ODP. This year, I mean, for me, that was that was an exit for Sycamore for its for its the Staples retail chain in the U.S. So I'll be really interested to see what happens with Staples now in the U.S. And it's five five years since Sycamore acquired that 
I would say that business, essentially three businesses now, which is the the retail, the Canadian operations, and and the B two B, Staples Advantage or Staples Professional, whatever they're calling it, now. So yeah, I don't know. I don't see an obvious exit route for for any of those businesses. So yeah, perhaps we're going to get a surprise there with something something a bit bit left field uh, that we're not, we're not not forecasting. I, I I don't know. We a couple of years ago, a group of independent dealers bought the Office Depot retail chain. In, in France, so, so you know, some, something along on, along those lines, possibly. Uh, I guess that, that yeah. you know what I think. Um, nothing would surprise me after thirty six years in this industry. You know, ex- expect the unexpected. Um, I guess you know across across in Europe, as I mentioned earlier, with um, Evo um, parting ways with um, their uh, chief executive. You know, you wonder what may happen there. Endless have been there now since I think July two thousand and nine, if my memory serves yeah, me correctly. That was exactly that was the other the other point, uh, the bullet point I had for for your for your question there was was keep an eye out for what for what happens there. You get these management changes uh, like that that can often lead to you know, strategic decisions or or a change of strategy or or, or something. So that could be the catalyst for some M and A activity in the UK as well. Who who knows? Yeah, sure. But, um, but certainly, when you look at the environment that we're all predicting for, for next year, you know, the global, you know, the macroeconomic challenges, you know, we've already seen you know layoffs, HP up to up to up to six thousand employees, Amazon laying off ten thousand or more, and some of the tech giants with that. Again, the inflationary environment. I was talking to a supplier in Paris the other day. It's just basically that companies. Because of the higher energy prices that they're paying, have, have less money in their pocket to to spend on other things like like business supplies. So so that, that just adds pressure, and you know that leads to consolidation. So again, I think that will be yeah. you know, this time next year we might be looking at looking back at some of the some of the M and A activity that's taken place over over twenty twenty three. I wouldn't be surprised. You know, I I don't want to leave. Um on a bit of a high note, if I can, and um, I actually yeah. want—I actually want to talk about a subject that we keep talking about, uh, which is, you know, <laughs> we were joking about it. Kit Pross and I over dinner last night have been, you know, sort of our, our old male and grey. Um, and I think to some extent, you know, our industry uh, and a lot of industries actually are actually are are the same. We're not unique in this particular sector. Um, it does seem that uh, it takes a while for for people to get to the sort of top of the businesses to the top to the top of the industry but i was really energized recently i went to the leaders of the future event in uh, manchester held by boss uh, just for a couple of hours and i was really kind of blown away by some of the energy and the um, the, the the creativity and the you know the, the talent that was in that room there must have been a hundred or so yeah, sort of future leaders in there, and uh, I think that bodes quite well. You know, we've seen it that that sort of initiative has run for some time now in in America, and we've seen some amazing young individuals, you know, coming through um, in North America. HB Macy picking up the the uh, the uh, North American Office Products Award um, just recently, and uh, you know, there's others in, in previous years that you know are now pretty much household names in our industry. So, you know, there um, there is some really good. Um, uh, there's, some, there's some good things in, 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 to look forward to, uh, and another thing we are going to do next year, and we keep doing this, but uh, we're going to really make a an emphasis on um, 
on 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 females. Um, we've got some fantastic female executives in this industry. Um, there aren't too many that make it all the way to the very top. You know, we'd like to explore, explore kind of why that is. But you know, so we'll be doing our first ever sort of. Haven't quite decided what we're going to call it yet, but there'll be a list of fairly influential <laughs> women that are really making waves and uh, driving change and, and uh, lead, leaders in this industry. So look out for that in uh, towards the end of Q1 as well. But uh, yeah, we're for for a, for a, an industry that um, has spoken so much about the consumer and uh, a lot of uh, product choice being being driven by uh, by females. You know, we we really need to encourage more of that talent into our um, sector. Good stuff. So on, on that note, we'll we'll wrap things up. This this is normally where I'd say you know, this was our last podcast of the year, and join join us join us next year. It's uh, not necessarily the case this year. I'm hoping to squeeze another another podcast in before the end of December. But nevertheless, just to wish all our listeners a, a very happy holiday season, uh, a great end to the year, and a very successful 2023. Andy, I'd echo that. Thank you for uh, again. Thank you for inviting me today. And uh, you know, keep up keep up the good work that you and your editorial colleagues do. And uh, yeah, looking forward to seeing what twenty twenty three brings. Sure. Okay. Great talking to you, Steve. Thanks a lot. Thank you. If you have got this far, then thank you for listening to this episode of OPI Talk. Please check out our website, opi.net, for news, interviews, analysis, and much more from the business products world. We've also got a great app that you can download from the App Store or Google Play. Just search for OPI Magazine. And we hope you will join us again soon for another episode of OPI Talk.